Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. We are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your person, your favorite personality. What happens to Chris Ann when she's having a conversation with JC at the very exact moment that the intro ends? <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> Welcome, JC. Here we are together mm. at the same time. <clears throat> hello. Hello, everybody. Just a reminder to you all, make sure that you don't forget to hit that share, that like button, share and subscribe so we can beat the AI sensors. Thank you very much. Uh, those of you who don't know what AI is, that's the artificial intelligence that hates the liberty message. Actually, AI doesn't hate anything, does it? No. Which which goes straight into kind of what we're talking about today. AI is taught to hate things the same way that we are taught to hate things. I wanted to share a screen with us today, JC, because this was something that popped up and I thought relevant to our discussions of past and present. This is a picture from Joe Biden's inauguration. I wanted to notice there that we have the Betsy Ross flag. Mm. The Betsy Frost flag hanging at Joe Biden's inauguration that was previously deemed to be racist. We also have the regular U.S. flag hanging dead center in the middle, which has also been previously uh, told to be racist, along with the national anthem. And it just sort of made me think, how is it that it's racist for all of those things to be at a football, baseball, whatever game, but not racist at the inauguration with people who are supposed to be teaching us and educating us on what racism actually is? And then you know what else I thought, JC? If I am going to spend the next four years talking about hypocrisy, I'm really not going to have anything else to talk about. <laughs> Because I suspect there will be an overwhelming amount of hypocrisy available today. Welcome, everybody, in the chat room. What do you think, JC? We're going to run out of hypocrisy in the next four years? It's probably rhetorical. Anyway, thank you, God, uh, for this day. Thank you, everybody, for joining me uh, and JC in this endeavor of education not indoctrination, not uh, disinformation, but education. And that's why we're talking, I'm talking about this because that's what we're talking about today. I, I JC's going to have to endure probably the next three minutes. He's not going to be very happy about that enduring. But uh, I have to speak to you very, very uh, uh, briefly about something so that I never have to speak about it again. And if you heard that over the in, over the microphone, that is J.C. groaning because he heard or he saw what I was about to share on the screen. I am absolutely getting flooded with questions on my cell phone, text messages, Instagram messages, uh, signal messages, WhatsApp messages, text messages, Facebook messages, all about this new insurgents of a video slash videos coming around about how America is not America because of something that happened in 1871. 
And some say that it was a new constitutional republic. Some say it's a new constitution. Somebody's talk, some are talking about the uh, creation of a corporation for the United States. So I want to get it out there, guys. I just want to get it out there. Just get that answer out there. I posted it on Facebook so you guys can see it on Facebook. I'm saying it right here on the show right now. Because, uh, you don't want JC to talk about it, uh, because I want you to know why this narrative is, at best, not helpful and dangerous, perhaps. Number one, I want to share with you Article 6, Clause 2 of the U.S. Constitution. Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution says, This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties uh, made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land. Notice there that the laws of the United States, in order to be the supreme law of the land, must be made in pursuance to the Constitution. So laws that are not made in pursuance to the Constitution are, are you ready for the big reveal? Not the supreme law of the land. By the way, it goes on to say, if they are the supreme law of the land, the judges in every state shall be bound thereby, which means if they are not the supreme law of the land, then the judges of every state are not bound thereby. Perhaps I will just leave that up there while I finish my explanation. There is absolutely no authorization in the Constitution whatsoever for Congress to create an act that incorporates the government as a corporation. None whatsoever. Okay. So since there is no authority delegated to Congress to create an act that turns America, the United States, into a corporation, such an act, if exists, is null and void. It is not the supreme law of the land and the judges of every state are not bound thereby. So it is legally and constitutionally irrelevant whether there is actually actually an incorporation act created in 1871 because there is no authorization, no legal delegation of power to do such a thing. And to do such a thing makes that act null and void and not binding on the people. So have we been operating according to a, const- a, 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 a corporation? Have the people in power been acting as a corporation? I want to just jump out on a limb there and tell you that the solution to that problem is irrelevant of the operation of those in power. Because the solution of the problem goes back to Article 6, Clause 2, the understanding of the specific delegation of powers to the federal government and the understanding that an act of 1871 that creates a a corporation is an unconstitutional null and void act. So the solution is 
not changing anything about the Constitution. The solution is not scrapping the Constitution and starting over. The solution is understanding the proper application of the Constitution, the history that creates the Constitution, and following and enforcing the Constitution. We don't need to do anything. And by the way, other than enforce the Constitution as it's supposed to be enforced. By the way, if you don't understand how this Constitution is supposed to work, if you don't understand the history behind this Constitution, then it really is not productive to talk about an act that was unconstitutionally created in 1871 because you are now confusing what is legal with what is illegal, what is relevant with what is irrelevant, what is applicable which, with what is inapplicable, and the solutions with the distractions. So let me say this very clearly. Why I think, I've already told you why it is not relevant, because it is an unlawful, null and void act. We teach about this at libertyfirstuniversity.com. If you want to know more about that, how our founders said anything contrary to the Constitution is invalid, it is no law at all, is null and void, okay? So why is it dangerous? And here's the kicker, guys. This is just another distraction to keep people focused on the federal government and not engaged at the state and local levels where the real solutions lie. It keeps everybody. JC, I have, I can't wrap my brain around this. What is, maybe you can help me. What is the fascination with these people? Some of them Q, some of them others. What is this fascination with, with absolutely, I won't say fascination, obsession with the idea that everything that happens in America has to happen at the federal level? I'm just idolatry. It is. Idolatry. Give us a king. Give us a king. Give us a king. Give us a king. Look, guys, this 1871 narrative is is nothing more than a red herring to keep you looking at Washington, D.C. instead of looking at the state and local. JC and I have been teaching state and local for 11 years. Nullification, state and local level, push control the federal government, stop this stuff at the state level. Stop it at the state level. Okay. Local level. Let me tell you something. I have never seen more momentum for the state and local solution than I have seen in the last 30 days. Mm -hmm. We have federal senators, U.S. House reps talking about state and local solutions. We have right now state legislators meeting and discussing state and local solutions. Never before have the people, let me say, not in the last 70 years have the people been as focused on educating about the state and local government solution. And guess what? Now, those who do not want <laughs> us to operate state and local, those who do not want to engage in the real productive solutions 
are now ramping up the volume for your idolatry to the federal government. Now, let me and let me explain something to us here very, very carefully. OK. There is nothing productive about the 1871 narrative. There is absolutely nothing productive about telling people that they are involved in a secretly formed corporation to which they had no control, to which we have no control. You know what that is? That is a number one excuse to sit behind your keyboard and do nothing. Come back on the fourth. Actually, come back on the fifth, Jeff. To do nothing. You can stop listening, but come back on the fifth. Behind your computer while you should be standing in front of your state and local government doing something. So number one, the 1871 narrative is an excuse for inactivity. Number two, it is a red herring to keep you obsessed with the federal government and engaging in no solutions. It is a complete and total mis disinformation, propaganda, psyops to keep the people in power. The, you know the power that this whole 1871 message is just absolutely flowing through America right now makes me believe, JC, that this is actually a narrative published and pushed by the enemy to keep the people with the power and the motivation to do something, to do nothing at all. All right. You're so, done? I am done. Thank you. It is out there. And so guess what? I want you to know this is this is the truth. You can take it the way you want it. You can deny it. Your misinformation, your cognitive dissonance can prevent you from take from accepting and receiving this truth. But I have done my duty and I have delivered you the truth. You can cling to your illusions and your false hopes and your fantasies. They will help yourself all you want i i took a screenshot of all the march 4th deliverance so okay so all come right. back on the march you. come back on march 5th okay when trump is not president and um explain yourself yeah please okay Stand there with the who's the guy that said the end of the world was coming in by the way, and the, well, it's, it's 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 look well, guys, it's military, incredibly cultish. But the military cultish. was supposed to be in charge on the the twentieth, uh, and, and until Trump was president, military that didn't happen. So then they changed <laughs> the prophecy. Thank so, you, Doctor Sean. So when he's not, he's um, being sarcastic. By the when way, when he's not president on March fifth again. Um, I'm interested to see how the prophecy changes at that time. Seriously. Do you know what this is? This but you're is... Not, you're not going to convince... No, I'm not. I, I'm not here to convince anybody. So I, I, I am here to, to speak truth. Uh, by the way, it's not my job to convince anybody. No, you this, have to receive This person just truth. said Trump will be the president okay. on March 4th. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, but he doesn't need it to happen to prove it. I don't know what that means. Okay, so if Trump is anyway, not, you're president not going to convince these guys. So you, you, yeah, you've I've, made your I've statement clear. There we go. You're, you know, at some point you, you have to call in the psychiatrist. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, by the way, this is what we see all the time. What have you done at the state level in 11 years? Uh, Steve, you must be very new here because we have done a lot at the state and local level in 11 years. Moving on. Moving on. It's actually, um, it's a continuation. First, I have to say uh, thank you, Dragon's Talon, for your $50 super chat. Uh, He says, just a little Friday pick me up for Chris, Ann, and JC. Thank you for some reason. Uh, YouTube won't let me post that. We also have another super chat that has come in today. And I want to say thank you to Daniel, who says, uh, I've been preaching state and local since the beginning of the Tea Party movement. Can I have a job? (laughs) Daniel, if we actually hired employees, you'd be hired, my friends. (laughs) After, listen, after the queue collapse, that there the people that are still holding on to that, there is absolutely nothing yes. you can say to a person like that. Hey, you know what, Mark? This you, is you a move really... beyond hope to mental illness. This is it's a really crazy. good point. I do want to correct a little bit about what you've said here, Mark. It's not the smith Act. It's the smith Modernization Act that was passed in the NDAA in 2012. And for those of you who do not know what the smith Modernization Act is or the smith Act, you can go to chrisanhall.com and just simply go to my little search window and search an article. And all you have to do is put in M-U-N-D-T and it will pull up the article for you and share it. smith Act was an act passed by Congress in 1948 to make it illegal for the federal government to use tax dollars to create propaganda to uh, to manipulate the American people. In 2012, under a Republican House, a Republican Senate, a Republican governor, a Republican uh, president, they passed the smith munt Modernization Act. Yes, thank you, M-U-N-D-T, the smith Modernization Act that repealed that prohibition. And when you watch the repeal of the prohibition, the timeline, and then you all of a sudden see the activity, the partisanship of the media and the fake news that comes out of mainstream media, it like likes that. You know those connections. You can see it's because now the media is being paid with your tax dollars to give the people disinformation. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we are. And that really has something to do with what we're doing here today. The And the, the hope for the future of America does not exist in, a, in, in some, some secret, secret Messiah emerging from Washington, D.C., by the way, if there were a secret messiah emerging from Washington, D.C., wouldn't that be an antichrist? Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just putting that out there for anybody who might be familiar with that kind of language and know what that means. Uh, we have one <laughs> messiah that is coming, and he is coming with the sound of a trumpet in the sky, not from Washington, D.C. Bye. <sighs> Bye, Jeff. Come back on the 5th. We'll be happy to hear your change in opinions. All right. So, JC, this actually has something doubles. to do. I, I literally saw the post. Remember we were joking about that, that some of the queue were going to be saying, going to be talking about the repla- replacements and body doubles. Yeah. I literally saw, read that, 
There's somebody that's how they explain. They're going to replace who with Barney doubles? They there literally was a, a an article. I wish I I wish I had grabbed it. An article um, explaining away the utter Q collapse uh, by by the idea that by the their way, body doubles or something like Trump really is president. He's just Joe Biden in a in a body double suit i mean i don't know <laughs> by the way faith joy we aren't leaving we're saying goodbye to the people who are angry at us for speaking this truth in the chat room they're leaving not us but i want i just want to say <laughs> please if you believe that the 1871 act is true if you believe it's true i'm not trying to tell you anything different what i'm saying is it's not productive it is a distraction from the real solution. Please believe it all you want. Cling to your phantom of hope. I'm, 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 I'm really, really encouraging you to cling to that because the only way people come to truth is if they experience the consequences of not having truth. So I'm really do it. Go for it with all you got. But don't knock distract. Yeah, knock yourself out. But don't distract people and don't push depression and defeat and discouragement on the rest of America because you don't want to engage in the proactive, actual practical solutions you could of just right now. Chill in the recliner till March 4th. Exactly. When the military takes over. Right. Installs just chill. the 19th president. Yeah. See, there's a go. I need I need to do that. It's always somebody else's fight to you fall uh, to you get punched in the face. Here's another one. When you fall on your face enough, you'll find the ground. I like that. Thank you, Mary. Sounds good. That is that is a good little saying there. I like that very much. So, JC, I want to talk about something that you talked about yesterday because yeah. it really provoked a lot of thought in me and it popped up again as I was teaching uh, my uh, um, current events class at the at uh, River University School of Government because my current events class sounds like you know we just run around reading the news all day but actually what <laughs> we're teaching is education in America right. what is propaganda what is misinformation what is disinformation and that sort of thing right and so I wanted I want to talk about this yeah. what, fourth is a cute thing so, yeah, I, I have no Trump, idea. Trump, Trump's going to be the military is going to take over. Trump's going to be installed as as president on the fourth. That's that's the story. Uh, they were, the military is supposed to take over. So when they when they called the National Guard to protect from the so-called insurrectionists, uh, the story was, oh, that the National Guard is there actually to mm -hmm. make Trump president, to mm -hmm. take over and make Trump president. Mm -hmm. Somehow they allowed uh joe biden to be sworn in and then trump left town so mm -hmm. that's trump becoming president um and then so he's supposed to come back on the uh for march 4th to be president that's the mm -hmm. story so uh, i don't know where people like like where do people like ronda go where do you go on the fifth ronda when when uh when trump's not president and you know it's interesting that all of I mean, this with stuff, all the things that haven't yeah, come true that, that yeah. all these people were saying, like, 
Yeah, well, Rhonda. What is it that makes you keep going? Rhonda says this is the most stupid, ignorant broadcast she's ever seen. Yet she's willing to believe (laughs) about an act that was done in secret that's not in writing anywhere that, you know, you have to get because somebody on YouTube discovered some lost sea scrolls to give it to you. When hyphen man, when when I when I showed you the Constitution of the United States in document. Right. Uh, and 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 talk to you about the facts about th- the creation of the Constitution and the proper delegation of power to the federal government. So if you can find something wrong with uh, the delegated power that I've quoted for the Constitution in Article one, two or three, or you can find something wrong with Article six, then just let me know. I'd be happy to be corrected, but pretty sure that's not going to happen. No, it's not Rhonda Boyer. <laughs> Sorry, not this Rhonda. Right. You guys. All right. So. And JC, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about a statement. I wanted to expand on a statement in this article that you brought up. Um, and, and I'm a new, I, ha- I have a new, a new media outlet that I like uh, that you showed me about here. The city journal, the city journal. Yeah, it's I good. didn't even know. Oops, too big. I didn't even know that it existed. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm really happy. I love finding new avenues to it's like weigh any, truth and, and and it's like anything. It's not that everything in there you're gonna agree with, but it's a relatively conservative point of view. They talk about it's a lot of policy oriented stuff, policy making. So a lot of good strategy and tactics, and then they give commentary on issues like this. Um and so that was a great article about the critical race theory and dealing first off the the insanity of it and then dealing with it. So here we have um, the states creating <laughs> the critical race theory. I'm not come trying back to get on the fifth. I know. Rhonda. Come back on the fifth, Rhonda. Thank you very much. Um, the policy Trump's executive order declared that it would be the policy of the United States not to promote race or sex stereotyping or scapegoating in the federal workforce and not allow grant funds to be used for these purposes. But now what we have is the opposite narrative happening, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about this? Because I want to reset the stage a little bit for people who weren't here yesterday. Right. And because I'm going to get into something uh, about the history of the American education system that's going to show you, because JC loves to teach about the 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 background of socialism uh, and the communism and the the political, psychological, and all of that. And so what I want to do is show you how an entire nation of people, how the United States mm-hmm. can be engineered to believe things that are simply not true, not just simply believe, but be passionate in those beliefs. When a good part of the population is looking at them and going, I don't, I can't even connect your dots. How are you getting to that? Right. So I want to show you how that works. So lay that background and I'll set up the training here of the the, what this is and what they're well, doing the, with it? The, the critical race theory and how and, and what that actually means. Yeah, well. So the sex scape, the race right. or sex scapegoating, uh, fault, blame, bias to a race or sex and, and uh, that yeah, sort so, of thing. So in short, it's just basically the opposite of what 
Oh, and this one, the part here, the racial sensitivity yeah. training and, and the white privilege the and critical race theory. Critical that. race theory is the opposite of what, you know, we were brought up with the idea of judge, judging people by the content of the character, not the color of the skin. So this critical race theory says, yes, you must consider race in, in every, in all decision-making, every policy, every aspect, race must be considered. Uh, and it must be considered in a particular way. And that is that America was built on racism. Everything that mm -hmm. you enjoy is because of white privilege. And then so anybody who is non-white has to get, uh, you know, the laws has to have to bend toward them to their advantage. Mm -hmm. So it's it's almost a sort of revenge retribution type uh, spirit of retribution. You, right. know, you, you enslaved right. us, you hurt us, and we're taking it back. Um you know, through this. Uh, and then the, so the racial sense, so-called racial sensitivity training uh, is based on the book um, by Robin, uh, forget her name. White? No. no? Uh, it's called White Fragility. And so the, again, the, the, the thing there is uh, if you're, if you're white, you are racist, even if you don't know it, even if you don't do anything racist you're still racist and there's nothing you can do to change it yeah robin d'angelo nothing you can do to change it um and so the, the the uh the training goes about humiliating white people in these classes and and it's being used in uh lots of federal government jobs um <laughs> schools and and that sort of thing so that's what president trump's executive order was dealing with mm -hmm. the, to get rid of this uh, this training where right. basically it's saying everything bad is your fault as a white person or as a man mm -hmm. um or as you know non-transgender or non-homosexual uh, or whatever um so it, it just it, it's really um so the uh, disgusting the question comes to Super. mind in an america that was built on the foundation our our documents all say that all people are created equal endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights we led regardless of what the education system teaches you we led the world in eliminating slavery we uh, and and we we are on the forefront in the entire world of liberty as a whole how do you go from a foundation like that, where people believed that, where people were taught that, where people fought for that, to a society today where we have an entire generation, we even call them millennials, who know absolutely nothing about the truth that's going on? And so I wanted to share with you, this is actually a course at libertyfirstuniversity.com. So if you want the whole thing, we're not going to do the whole thing today, just an introduction, okay? I want to introduce you to a woman named Charlotte Iserbit. Now, she was actually the senior policy advisor in the Office of Education and Research and Improvement under the Reagan administration. And they asked her to do research on the history of the American education system. And when she did so and uncovered the history history of of marxism in the in the american education system how it was created how it was funded how it was endorsed by our congress funded by carnegie and rockefeller she was fired in the reagan administration which you know deep state i hope people realize deep state is goes beyond um donald trump being president right so 
I want to show you what Charlotte Iserbit uncovered in her book, The Modern American Education System, which is really interesting, is founded upon the principles of this man, Wilhelm Wundt, who was the founder of experimental psychology. Now, I want you guys to wrap your brain around this. The American education system is not built on the on education. It's not on teaching. The American education system is built on experimental psychology under the understanding that through a stimulus response approach, students could be conditioned for a new social order. This is, this is the father right here. The foundational principles come from Edward Lee Thorndike. Anybody in the chat room was a teacher or a public school teacher now of any sort. If you've gone to college and studied education to become a teacher, you know Thorndike, right? Mm -hmm. uh, over uh, 507 books in the American education system written by this guy who is a student of Wilhelm Wundt who also believed that the education system was a laboratory not a teaching forum where children needed to be, look, this is his quote, programmed in schools like rats, monkeys, fish, cats, chickens in the educational laboratory. Meet G. Stanley Hall, another student of Wilhelm Wundt, who is now the professor of John Dewey. John Dewey is taught, we are taught, is the father of modern education. By the way, John Dewey is not Dewey Decimal System. That's a different Dewey. John Dewey's teacher, G. Stanley Hall, teaches illiteracy as a valued product of the American education system. Mm -hmm. Illiterates escape certain temptations such as vacuous and vicious reading. Perhaps we are prone to put too high a value about, both upon the ability to read and the discipline involved in doing so. This is the guy who taught with, taught and actually taught John Dewey. John Dewey, even today, JC, you, you took many of those classes, is taught to be the father, father of modern American education. He is the author of the book Psychology, which is now still taught in our universities. He is a signer of the Humanist Manifesto, Manifesto, and taught that primary commitment to literacy was the greatest problem that American school system faced. Well, it's his legacy that for years that American schools graduated to 50% illiterate um, students. Yes. Or, you know, 50% illiteracy rate. So half of the students that graduated high school couldn't read. Now watch this. John Dewey. These are his quotes. Undue premium is put upon the ability to read at a certain chronological age. The entertainment plus information motive for reading re conduces the habit. I want to show this solitary self-entertainment. Uh, we violate a child's nature and render difficult the best ethical results by introducing the child too abruptly to a number of special studies of reading, writing, geography. The true center of correlation on the school subjects is not science, nor literature, nor history, nor geography, but the child's own social 
activities. The mere absorption of facts and truth is so exclusively an individual affair that it tends to naturally pass into selfishness. There is no obvious social motive for the acquirement of learning. There is no social gain therein. (laughs) No social gain to learning. Yes. No. You know why? Because these people, this is and I, this is why it's so, I'm so glad JC is here with us because this is Chris Ann learning from JC, knowing this stuff and applying what I've learned so that it makes sense. It is absolutely essential. JC, tell me if I'm wrong now. It is absolutely essential for this communism, socialism, Marxism to succeed for the people to not be individual, independent thinkers. They must be slaves to mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, you have to keep the population ignorant so you can control them. Right, but the control has to be at a, a mob level because if you have to control every person's individual thinking... Right, change the culture. Then you, But you have to change the culture to be operated with mob mentality... Rather than individualism. Guess what? You're selfish if you don't wear a mask, JC. Right. So it's all of this this group think that is absolutely driven by mob mentality. And he is indeed the father of modern American education. This is why none of your children should be in public school. Yes, absolutely. So let me show you something because I have some 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 dots to connect here for you. Are you ready? The General Education Board was incorporated by Congress in 1902. The board, the published mission of the board was to set up educational laboratory to experiment with the very educational system of Wundt, Thorndike, and Dewey. Here is Frederick Gates. Now, this is Rockefeller. Rockefeller's funding all of this. Any of you who have read... um, uh, the Killing of Uncle Sam. You know who Rockefeller is. If you've heard, read The Killing of the Planet, you know who Rockefeller is. So you're promoting people. He's he's funding people who's, who believe that illiteracy is the goal of pub, should be the goal of public education. Yes. Being able to read is a bad thing. And Congress, First our off, Congress, is creating government agency to promote illiteracy as the goal of education in America. How does a how does a person what's mind boggling is I guess it's more sort of propaganda head fake, but how, how do you get the label father of modern American education? I mean, you're so revered and he wrote clearly and often about uh, extolling the virtues of being illiterate. Mm-hmm. It, it's mind boggling to me. Right. I remember you, you gave some of this presentation in Gainesville and there right. were teachers in the audience who who were actively teachers at the time they didn't know they didn't know any of this they didn't know the history and it's not like it's not just charlotte Isabel's books you Mm because i i got her book and then another why johnny can't read and some of those things and went back to the journals of um john dewey and some of these guys their own journals so it's not just somebody's somebody's sort of conspiracy theory book you can read what they themselves said, mm-hmm. and it's insane to to hear what some of these guys say about how they viewed children and how they viewed education and mm-hmm. the the importance of being illiterate. Um, 
and it's it's just shocking mm -hmm. and it's shocking how successful uh that they were at lifting these guys up to be right. revered and that these pre the, the the teachers in your presentation were were physically sick physically, physically sick. ill yes because one lady they, actually went out and threw up yeah finally heard the words of g stanley hall and john dewey their mm -hmm. own words right and couldn't believe you know these were the guys that she had looked up to for so long well, they unwillingly participated in this now look this is a quote from frederick gates who is the at the at the time of of incorporation by congress the director of the general education board i want to show you this in our dream we have limitless resources and the people yield themselves with perfect docility to our molding hands. The present educational conventions fade from our minds and unhampered by tradition, we work our own goodwill upon a grateful and responsive folk. Okay. What is the traditional conventions of education? that you need to know science, that you need to know how to read, that you need to know how to write, that you need to know uh, geography, all of these things. We're going to get rid of all of those so that we can now teach people that illiteracy is better, that thinking as a mob is better than actually thinking as an individual. Check this out. Propaganda does not rely on falsehoods, but upon true facts chosen and presented to the public only for the purpose of supporting and substantiating false distortions and interpretations of those truths. If someone questions the interpretations of the facts, the propagandists can present evidence that the facts are true and therefore fool the population into thinking their interpretations must also be true. This is the key to propaganda. And that's why your textbooks talk about in the Declaration of Independence in 1776, and they give you facts, but then they distort the truth and say, well, we told you the truth about these facts, but then you have, so our distortions must also be true, right? Look at this. Are you ready? I want to remind you what this says. In our dream, we have limitless resources and the people yield themselves to perfect docility to our molding hands. The federal government spends just under $55 billion per year on, on uh, K-12 through education, with additional outpouring of money for early childhood education, and then grants and loans for college tuition. And now Biden wants to add to that $175 billion to reopen schools. Biden wants to triple what we are already paying per year to the schools in a one lump sum dump. Yeah, it's a payoff to the teachers unions. That's what that's about. But here that is, right? Unlimited, limitless resources to brainwash our students with propaganda. Mm-hmm. The General Education Board in 1917 was authorized, according to the Senate, this is actual Senate documents now, according to the Senate, the General Education Board was authorized to do almost every conceivable thing which any wise related to education, from opening a kitchen to establishing a university and its power to connect itself with the work of every sort of educational plant and enterprise conceivable will be especially observed. Why? Because we must, we must saturate 
the community, the culture with this disinformation so that we can change the culture to believe that lies are true and facts are false. That's how you can have an entire group, an entire 300 million people believe all of this stuff that we're seeing the media prove uh, uh, say is true that it's just simply not true. I don't think that many people believe it. But. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying within that population, mm -hmm. there's a good number of people that believe this stuff, right? Check this out. JC, love this. Remember Herbert Hoover, mm -hmm. right? In 1932, Herbert Hoover appoints a research committee on recent social trends, not approved or funded by Congress, but an executive order underwritten by the Rockefeller Foundation. No report was ever made to Congress or to the people, but Herbert Hoover appointed Rockefeller to assemble the largest community of social scientists ever assembled to assess the social condition of the nation. Well, so this is another area of state and local control. Yeah. Um, we worked with, uh, the Florida Citizens Alliance and Southwest Florida Citizens Alliance um, several years ago, tr um, basically advocating against the Common Core and, and all the things involved in that. The Florida Citizens Alliance essentially made watchdog groups in every county in Florida. We went in and uh, reviewed the textbooks that were part of the Common Core recommendations finding all the pornography, the uh, Islamic radicalism and, and all the unconstitutional stuff had a massive packet uh, detailing all of all of these things that were presented at various school boards all around the state of Florida in, in the counties all around the state of Florida. There were people on the school boards. I mean, you're talking conservative areas and things like that. People on school boards, they didn't even know what was in the textbooks. They, right. they were unaware that this stuff was there. And so Florida Citizens Alliance um, put all that together. We had several school boards in uh, in the state of Florida that you know, basically took control and and got some of this stuff out of there, kicked some of this stuff out of there, and, and drew a line in the sand. So that this, you know, your school, even if you're in public school, like I couldn't in good conscience uh, have my child in public school. However, you know, we were fighting for mm -hmm. all the children right of the whole state, and so. Um, we we took the technique of appealing to the parents and informing mm -hmm. the parents about this stuff. Right. The parents didn't know it was in there, informing the school board members about this and um, had pretty good success in, in several counties uh, of dealing with uh, with that issue. So it's yet another example of advocating, organizing and advocating on the state level. You know, you can pick your target, whatever your cause right. is, and, um, you know, deal with some of this stuff because school schools mm -hmm. are they're not national nationally controlled. Now right. they're sort of cajoled mm -hmm. into stuff with money and various things. Uh, but every, every, um, every school in America, mm -hmm. uh, is controlled by the state and local authorities, not controlled by, right. By, right. um, Washington DC. In fact, it's illegal for them yeah. to have direct control. So over here's, here's what I wanted to show you. It is completely unconstitutional and unauthorized for the federal government to give money to the states regarding education. Mm -hmm. 
There is no constitutional delegation of power for the federal government to have anything to do with our education system. As a matter of fact, the very act that created, as you said, JC, the Department of Education says that the Department of Education cannot mandate curriculum, cannot mandate hiring and firing uh, procedures for the schools, that it has to remain local. And so then that sort of begs the question then, well, then how does the federal government have control over our curriculum? Well, you're looking at it. What the, fed, what the uh, Department of Education does is it says to the schools, if you want this money, then you have to take what comes with the money. Well, and it takes advantage of what we talk about over and over again, the mm -hmm. fact that you have a, an unattached population. So if the, the, right. parent, the parents generally don't know what's going on. They have no idea what's being taught. In fact, we talked about this this morning in class with the students. Um, you know, we saw we saw them working with the local school board. So you have some of the sex education and, mm -hmm. and all this other crazy stuff that they try to bring in. So people people started pushing this um, this sort of opt in. You have to opt in or excuse me. Uh, what is it? Opt uh, opt out. Opt out. So the yeah. opt out. You have to opt out of it. So the parents opt out. You, you go up there and say, mm -hmm. I don't want my child teaching this. Uh, which wasn't working very well because again, right. the parents don't know, they don't find out. And, 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 and the opt out uh, approach means the default is to teach mm -hmm. unless you tell them don't. Right. So we started trying to get people to flip that to an opt in approach. Right. So that the default is no, you can't teach my child any of this stuff unless you, unless you get my, my permission first. So went from an opt out to an opt in uh, mode of fighting this stuff, which was a lot more, uh, gave a lot more teeth. Well, but, you know, but like I said, it 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 preys on the fact that right. people are disconnected. What's going on? Even the school board members had no idea what was in right. uh, their schools. What was happening? Now, watch schools. this. You have you have this this mission, right, from the General Board of Education to become to to create edu educational systems where we don't teach people how to think, we teach them what to think, right? And so then fast forward here to the creation of the NEA, which is the teacher union, the beginning of the teacher union, NEA, was federally chartered in 1906 and created the Educational Policies Commission in 1932, published a document titled The Education for All Youth. And this document, the Education for All Youth, was designed to create goals for solving problems in the educational system and working toward the new progressive education. Remember, this is the new progressive education, everybody. This, this, we are the source of all truth and nobody believes anything unless we teach it. And we're going to teach people to be groupthink, not individual thinkers. We're going to teach people to to what to think and not how to think. And so here's the pro here was the plan, JC. Mm -hmm. Federal programs for health, education and welfare combined into one bureau. And there you have it, the Department of Education. Right. At the state level, they're all combined into the Department of Agriculture, right? Head Start programs, get them into the indoctrination systems from cradle to grave. And then you draw in the publishing houses that get control of what goes into the textbooks. Exactly. And, um, you know, you, like I said, we, with the group, we, we uh, created textbook review board, mm -hmm. you know, groups made up of parents, um, 
because the parents, they don't even know. They don't even know what's in there, most parents. Right. I mean, really, public school is almost like glorified daycare. Right. Just sort of parents look at it like, oh, you know, if they learn something, that's a bonus. But most people use public school just as a way for kids to be away so I can go to work. I mean, that's how public school is. I'd, I'd rather, right. I would rather have my child at home, um, you know, streaming their lessons over the internet, doing work at home, you know, if then, then just public school is daycare. Uh, Cause in the midst of that daycare, they're going to be brainwashed into this globalist system. So Krista asks, how do we get away from the state's mandated curriculum? That's a really good question, because once again, it requires parents and community members to be involved at the corporate at the at the uh, school board level. So you you have to be involved. And in many it's differs from state to state. But in Florida, for example. The curriculum is not determined by the Florida Department of Education at the state level by Constitution. The Florida curriculum is is to be decided by the superintendent from every school district. Mm -hmm. So you get involved at the state level. You get involved at the county level. Carrie, I'm not referring to public school streaming. I'm talking about using something else. Yeah. I'm if you get involved with your school board, you you create these textbook reviews, you learn what's actually being taught in the textbooks and then you get involved or you homeschool or you private school. But there is a way to get uh, your local your local school boards under control. But you have to get involved. Look, youth services through poverty programs, removal of local control of political and educational matters. This was just crazy to me when I read this. This is actually what they wrote as a goal of the the, the teachers union. Their goal was to remove local control of political and educational matters without seeming to do so. Yeah. So that was all the, the race to the top that became... Mm-hmm whatever else it became something then became common core then became whatever. Right. But the, the, the thing about the, um, the so-called mandated curriculum, I think Carrie was one asked or somebody asked about that. Um, what is when you, when you look at it, and this is what we dealt with, with Florida citizens Alliance, by the way, there's, that's a good contact. You can look up mm-hmm. Florida citizens Alliance. Um, you know, even if you're not in Florida, it's a model for, uh, dealing with some of this stuff. But we had to dig into, like in Florida, they had Sunshine State Standards and something. I don't know what the name is now, but um, it's not it's not mandated curriculum. So there's there's standards. So it's basically saying, you know, you would achieve this level of whatever skill, mm-hmm. have have this skill, blah, blah, blah. So they're really more standards. So they don't in most areas, the, the curriculum per se is not dictated. So in most instances, the parents can have control through their school board. If right. they plug in and control their school board, the parents uh, can have control of uh, over the curriculum, what what books or whatever. And this is what we did with the watchdog groups that actually went into the school uh, where where the, the the warehouses, the book warehouses, what's being used, what's not being used, and. We literally had people all over the state going page by page, reviewing every book. And when we found some of the stuff, there's some heinous stuff like 
there was a book list the the common core recommended um sort of i think it was advanced reader whatever book list had um i think it was i want to say maya angelo or one of those one of those like you know sort of pulitzer prize winning mm -hmm. blah 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 it was this whole story with pedophilia mm -hmm. um sexual assault of children mm -hmm. and this was on the sixth grade mm -hmm. reading list mm -hmm. so i mean we had teams go in and basically we find the stuff in the book copy the stuff in the book what book it is and we had a whole packet where here it is and you could sit it in fact some of our folks went to the school board mm -hmm. meeting and one one of the ladies was almost thrown out of the school board meeting, okay, because of obscenities. But she made the point, the obscenities that she almost was thrown out of the school board meeting, she was actually simply reading the, the sixth grade recommended reading right. text. Right. So by her reading it out loud, the people got, I mean, got a real impact, including the school board members of what is contained in the stuff. And it actually, right. you know, prompted right, them right. to move. Right. So it was almost this sort of shock and awe type thing. And you didn't have to do much of anything except right. go into the books and read actually what they're putting in there. So let me, let me, cause we're coming to the end of the show and we got a bunch of people that are going to Frank's show. Cause you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's right next and we've got all our people that go to Frank's and they don't want to miss Frank's either. So, um, I want you to, I want to point out one thing that we have here, right? Remove the local control of political and educational matters without seeming to do so. I want to wrap this up by connecting, tying this in a bow and connecting the dots for you. If state and local control is not the answer, then why did they work so hard to eliminate state and local control from the parents mm -hmm in a way that nobody would notice. Right. And the answer to that question is because state and local control is the answer. Stop focusing, obsessing, cultishly clinging to the federal government. State and local is where you can really make the, the, the differences. That's where you make the changes. And I know it's not popular because some people just don't want to get involved. They'd mm -hmm. rather just, uh, you, they'd rather just, you know, uh, stand behind their keyboards or jump in somebody's YouTube and make yeah. complaints about, you know, I mean, poor Rhonda, I can't imagine how miserable her life is to spend an hour, an entire hour with us <laughs> and hate every minute of it. I mean, seriously, Rhonda, I am praying for you. I cannot believe what a worthless <laughs> life you must have. So bless your heart. Bless your heart. So uh, Donovan Jewett, what I've been showing you is actually a class from libertyfirstuniversity.com. Libertyfirstuniversity.com is the history of American education class is right there. If you've not enrolled in libertyfirstuniversity.com, you can, uh, you know, you, you need to take our challenge and enroll so that you can take these classes, take this class, take two other classes. They can go to libertyfirstuniversity.com right now, right? And get a class for free, can't they? Mm -hmm. Go to libertyfirstuniversity.com right now Take the class that we offer for free. See how amazing your mind is blown, how much you actually learn and know why you have to sign up now. So season, we love your mom, Debbie. 
who is huge in this battle for American education system. Mm -hmm. She is here in Florida with us. We we talk to her. We use we use her as a resource all the time, and she is a beautiful, wonderful patriot, and we love her very much. And yes, middle schoolers can get it. Middle schoolers can get libertyfirstuniversity.com. We have lots and lots of middle schoolers. So thank you guys so much for joining us. See you. And I hope you guys have an outstanding, amazing weekend. Even Ron. Will do.